0: And now, here's Lydia with Let's Talk About Love. Once again, thanks, Carlo. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Lydia, and you've joined me on Love on the Run. So, we're continuing the F word series. Remember the last two podcasts, if you tuned in, we covered uh, friendship and fondness. Well, today we're taking a look at familiarity, the third F word in a happy marriage or a happy relationship. And uh, aside from it, from almost being like a tongue twister of a word, Familiarity, my goodness, it's difficult to pronounce sometimes, well, it's really not that difficult to grasp, though, and uh, no, now, it doesn't have anything to do with that old saying that you might be familiar with, familiarity breeds contempt, well, it's got nothing to do with that, it's, um, you know, that has more to do with negatives in a relationship, right, uh, well, the focus of attention here is a bit different. So, you guys, I think all um, understand by now that my go-to guy by the name of John Gottman um, is one, uh, one definitely one of my mentors in my work with couples and individuals as well. Anyways, he says the purpose of marriage is about shared meaning, or the purpose of a great committed happy relationship is really about shared meaning, right? Well, that is, um, or that means rather that each partner supports the other's dreams and hopes. That's what makes it a shared kind of relationship, right? Makes sense? Well, related to this central issue of the relationship is also the need to, to always keep nurturing familiarity and interest in your partner or your spouse's world, okay? It's what he's dubbed as having a love map for each other. Kind of cute, if you really think about it. A love map is about having a detailed familiarity of your partner in your own life. So this F word, familiarity, is about taking your knowledge of your partner and making it a part of your day-to-day life. It's really about knowing your partner's life goals, hopes, dreams, aspirations, likes, dislikes, and, and everything your partner feels passionately about. So making uh, this a part of your day-to-day thought process, if you will, it actually helps keep your partner as a major part of your life. And again, it needs to be intentional. But let me try to kind of qualify that for you, okay? Um, Okay, so did you know that the birth of a first baby is usually a major cause of both marital strife and divorce? For the majority of couples, shocking, huh? but also true. Uh, it's hard to imagine that a little baby can um, impact a couple in such an adverse way. Okay, but let me tell you what research talks about when it comes to the minority of couples. Yeah, those couples where this event of parenting or parenthood, brings about even greater satisfaction. Well, in a nutshell, it's because happy parenting couples have good love maps of each other, yeah. In other words, they stay in touch with their partner's feelings and wants as they transition into parenting together. They also get excited about the little one, you know. And they have a good knowledge of basic things like like feeding schedules, for instance, or nap times, or doctor appointments. You know, there's plenty of that, pediatrician appointments, right? Um, on top of what each of their new stressors are, right? Because, I mean, a new stage will always bring about new stressors and, um, you know, they're really, really uh, well-versed in their new world, what that's all about now that they have become parents. For instance, the husband who knows his wife is happy to be a mom, yet also feels inept at times and nervous about being a new mom, which many new moms do, right? Well, a husband who's very familiar about his wife will be more attentive to her and compassionate and will do everything, uh, you know, his best to support her. How? Well, by checking in on her from work, for instance, as a good husband and a father would do, or even notice the little things or details of their life together, like, you know, for instance, they're running low on milk And at the end of the day, he remembers to pick it up on his way home from work. Well, let me tell you, to a preoccupied new mom, this kind of hubby is like a knight in shining armor. (laughs) Ta-da! In he walks through the door with a carton of milk in hand. (laughs) Definitely makes for a more grateful wife, I'm thinking. And he's probably thinking, well, I'm Superman. (laughs) And he probably is in his wife's eyes, you know. But seriously, couples like this stay connected because they're on top of things in their life. And by this I mean they're familiar with each other's worlds. Familiarity. Got it? Well, without such awareness and knowledge of your life together, a major event, such as the birth of the first child, is likely to weaken the life, you know, the relationship together, not strengthen it. I know you may be thinking, really? Small stuff like this? Yeah, really. It's the little daily attentions given uh, to one another, or what I like to say, turning towards each other that counts. That kind of familiarity between the couple actually soothes the couple during times of stress. That's the thing that we forget, you know? When we feel close like that, and we, when we can turn towards one another, we're actually soothing each other during times of stress. Bringing, you know, bringing our coupleship even closer together. Listen, there's a reason we call the transition into parenting, especially the first 18 months, the post-marital disaster area. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Welcome to my world of work with couples, I tell you. And this is definitely reflective of this familiarity. Oh my goodness, Is probably no more important than any other time in the lifespan of the couple as in the parenting stage. A couple really needs to be in tune as much as possible with one another. I promise to cover this particular stage of parenting uh, in the future, in a future podcast for sure, because there's so much more I'd love to share, love to impart with you. Um, So please stay tuned. Okay, so the point I'm trying to make is, with all the different stages of life and the experiences we encounter together, well, it's only normal that we do change because we grow and evolve and hopefully become a better version of ourselves than we used to be, right? That's the whole point, I think. Um, In turn, in our relationships, hopefully we also stay connected and not lose our way together. So it's important to understand that each one of us here is unique and sometimes our inner world can become quite complex. And Of course, human beings are not static, but we should always strive to continue to stay connected during what I call these spurts of growth as we undertake in our relationships. Um, There will always be more to discover and re-familiarize ourselves with one another. And by having this familiarity or um, that detailed love map, well, what you are doing is keeping the curiosity alive as well as growing in your understanding of the person that you've committed to or married. It's a really a great habit to keep up and it serves you well in life together, believe me. Gottman, my go-to guy, puts it another way. He writes in what I consider the best book ever written for couples and um, there is a new revised edition underway, so I'm really looking forward to reading that. Um, Anyways, his book is called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work and I quote, emotionally intelligent couples are intimately familiar with each other's world. I call this having a richly detailed love map, my term for that part of the brain where you store all the relevant information about your partner's life. Another way of saying this is that these couples have made plenty of cognitive room for their marriage. They remember the major events in each other's history, and they keep updating their information as the facts and feelings of their spouse's world change pretty succinct right there and you know I have this exercise that I've created called the hotspots of marriage for my really engaged workshop which is a relationship education workshop that I've been giving to engaged couples for uh, over 20 years now I can't believe it well it really serves as a love map as well and covers areas such as in-laws parenting money sex careers etc so oh, what couples tend to find cool about this exercise is that it allows them the opportunity to explore areas that they might you know, not even have on their minds, or when they're caught up in the young stage of love for instance, or even worse, you know what, in the chaotic stage of wedding planning. Yeah, not always easy, that's for sure. So they really, really enjoy this exercise. Uh, Some of the questions that I have them examine during our discussions together are uh, questions like, in what ways do you think that you operate well as a team? In what ways do you think you could improve? How is this relationship different than those that have not worked out? You know, like the past significant relationships. What do you consider are your main strategies for coping with tough financial times? Uh, What's your individual track record with money thus far? That's always a good one. (laughs) How will you decide who is responsible for which chores? And how much time do we expect to spend with our family of origin? Family of origin uh, issues is a uh, very popular topic too. How will we protect our relationship from family intrusiveness? What kind of connection or boundaries will need to be maintained? <laughs> and then questions related to career, how ambitious are we? Are we each comfortable with the other's level of ambition, for instance? Would we be willing to move abroad if need be? So here you go. The truth is that, that um, you might not even know the answers to these type of questions unless and until you've been asked. But when we do ask questions, we learn more about our partners. So make question asking a habit in your relationship. These open-ended questions are definitely important, especially when preparing to get married, right? But even the detail-oriented questions can lead to storytelling and discovery. For instance, who was your best friend in childhood? What was your favorite vacation? What kind of books do you most like to read? What are you most sad about? Those are vulnerable topics, huh? What is your favorite time of day for lovemaking? What's a vulnerability around your sexuality that you struggle with? And my all-time favorite, what is your fondest unrealized dream? So, How familiar do you think you are with your spouse's inner thought life? How familiar do you think they are with yours? Or more importantly, ask yourself, how can you begin to build your own love map of each other? Remember, love maps are about how well you know your partner. Ask yourself, what's going on in their lives right now? What are they concerned about? Are they worried about anything? What are they excited about? The thing about building familiarity is that you always add details to your partner's knowledge of who you are and you know what your relationship means. This definitely adds or builds up the connection uh, between you. Okay, so here's something you can start doing as of today in order to become better familiarized with your partner. Take time each day connecting with your spouse. Every morning, set aside five to ten minutes to tell each other what you are looking forward to or what apprehensions you have about your upcoming day. Then, upon reuniting, take ten minutes a piece to review your day. Or if you're too busy in the throes of parenting, for example, set aside some time alone as soon as you can uh, carve out some couple time. And always remember, just listen and empathize, okay? Only offer advice if it's solicited, or if you can clear the way by asking if your partner wants to know what you think, as in, you know, your input. Otherwise, just be a good friend and become more familiar with your partner's world just by listening. I promise you there is and always be more that you don't know about your partner than you do. So to put it another way, you can always get to know your partner better. Make it a priority over the lifetime of your relationship. You'll never regret it, I'm telling you. Thanks for listening, and always feel free to post a comment or to reach me at www.letstalkaboutlove.ca. See you next time when we take a look at the next F word in a happy marriage or a relationship, which is fun. Bye for now.